Hey everybody. Welcome to the United States presidential election. To vote for Joe Biden, press 4. To vote for Donald Trump, press 7219833269317. Thank you for voting. Greetings everyone. Welcome back to the show. We're at episode 23 of Spoken Word with Electronics, and this week will be a small history on using the phone to vote. There was a growing public opinion of the phone being an applicable way to vote at one point. Public opinion about phone voting got besmirched once 1-900 numbers appeared, especially as polling devices, you know, dial 1-900, to register your opinion on something for 50 cents, as an example. And so by the 1990s, telephone polling was considered tawdry, and there's always been some additional problems with the security of the vote, of course. But a lot of future predictions from the 1940s and 50s envisioned telephone democracy as a sign of progress. So we'll talk about two devices this week the simply titled Telephone Poll, and the more exciting titled Escape 600, which were designed in the 1980s precisely for telephone voting. They both have some really cool features. The Escape 600 is especially luxurious, right down to Escape being an acronym. The E-S-C-A-P-E stands for Electronic, Synthesized, Computerized, Automatic Polling Equipment. And it had a robot voice that was supposed to be better than a human voice. So we'll talk about the Escape 600 and the Telephone Pole. And I don't know if you uh, figured out that Telephone Pole is its own kind of pun. Telephone Pole. That's a uh, wincing bad pun, so it gets a nod to me. And both the Telephone Pole and the Escape 600 were both brought to you by one person, an inventor named Marvin Kempner. So we'll talk about him. Cool guy. Also, we'll have part five of the recovery of Charlie Pickle, a story we're serializing. And I have a bird party report today. So a pretty fun show, especially if you aren't familiar with phone polling devices esoteric ones, and their history in 1982 and 1986. Same guy who invented the telephone polar and the Escape 600 also invented TV POW, that's P-O-W-W-W, which was the first live streaming video game show, an interactive show actually that had participants playing video games over the phone. This was in 1978, and it's the first video game TV show ever to air. 1978. Incredible. They played interactive games of the Mattel in television over the airways. And we'll talk briefly about the TV POW show. First up, though, this brief news item. This Tuesday, September 15th, 2020, And so that's this week is being designated with no satire as Burn Your Masks Day in America. There's a small effort online right now to have people burning their masks. 
in protest. And if this got started as a joke, it's seemingly taken on a serious idea amongst the Herman Cain and Cainettes amongst you in the audience who are still, all caps, fed up. So they are still fed up with this and they're planning on burning their masks as an act of protest on September 15th. Of course there's a burn uh, your draft card day or burn your bra or burn your flag. I'm not against burning stuff but this is just such idiocy. As much as I'd love someone who at this point still thinks COVID is bullshit, as much as I'd love those people to just up and die already, I would hate for that to really happen to them. So, or maybe I wouldn't. I don't know, I'm getting worn down by their protest. Protest is working. I'm finally thinking, just fucking die, you know? Apparently, this is a free choice protest with chants about personal liberty and constitutional rights and with phrases like, enough is enough. America has decided that masks are no longer mandatory. This is phrasing from the graphics for this. And then they declare, it stops when we say so. And then there's other we the people invocations on other memes stating, masks are no longer mandatory with or without government approval. The website MediaMatters.org has a collection of all the Facebook ads and other memes going on about the September 15th event. I'll link to it in the Boing Boing post. And so that's this 15th is a plan for uh, burning all the masks. I'm almost positive this burn your mask prank or protest started as a Russian prank on dumb Americans, but Dumb Americans no longer need Russian pranks to lead them into stupid ideas. They're uh, pretty auto-piloting on this. And that this movement has kicked up some steam over the last few weeks has me still uncertain of where the bottom can be found on American Dumbass. The invocation of we the people is especially galling. Can we just burn the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence, finally? I, I, I do mean this. At some point, an idea is so misinterpreted and misrepresented that it loses complete meaning. This is why trademarks are so litigious, because they don't want people to misinterpret or misrepresent them. The brand of the Constitution and the brand of the Declaration of Independence is done. It's just, we fucked it up, man. America needs a reboot. Anyway, if you see any bonfires of masks on Tuesday this week, or if they spark any wildfires, you'll know what meme to blame. I find myself curious about people dying this year, and hate that it would please me if some of these true, hateful, kindness-mocking assholes who are burning their masks and saying that we are fed up, if they just finally got COVID and died. It's definitely one of my darkest thoughts or fantasies. And this is before my bird report, which is one of my happiest moments. I got a bird report I'm about to tell you about a bird party. Very happy moment. But uh, I want to talk first about these dark thoughts. I just look at these people and I'm like, why don't you fucking die then? You know, I mean, nobody's trying to keep you alive that hard. At the very worst of America is the exact population of people yelling about the CDC or screaming about having more authority on masks than any public health declaration does. Has me thinking, okay, well then, maybe you'll be dead before the election. I'm not proud of myself for thinking that way. But get the fuck over yourself, mask burner. It's burn bras, by the way. 
That's a fun one. We're burn flags. If you feel that strong. Uh, the exact headline on a lot of these September 15th signs are, quoting, on September 15th, no more masks. Nice fantasy. Uh, but maybe if you get sick and die, the rest of my life will be no more you. You fucking morons. You fucking idiots. You cold-hearted, uncaring idiots. You'll get what you get. Bird party report. I have a bird party report. So in happier news, I have a bird party to report on. This was in the front yard. But first, some backstory. As with COVID and wildfires, some people think this dark period may never end. I'd like to tell you about the two asshole cats that used to dominate this section of our block as a story of darkness that does leave you, or darkness that passes. It's a good, good moral tale. A neighbor here used to have some very menacing cats that were the outdoor type. One of the cats had been in so many fights in his long cat life that he was missing an ear. And the neighbor was the rude type that bragged about both cats being here longer than us and us being intruders and that the cats were both intact and if we wanted to neuter them to come and try it not sure if they thought this was a second amendment issue but in the one time we talked about it I mentioned maybe the cats had low sperm count and maybe that's why they were so irritable they didn't get the joke and I avoided a follow up joke about the cats maybe getting the clap or if it's called the claw in the cat world. Anyway, something was unusual about these cats and their particular self-image, and they overcompensated through really lousy behavior. They hissed at all other cats, and even unforgivably, they took shits in other people's flower beds. I'll get to the happy birds in a moment, but if you're making something like a butterfly garden or trying to nurture ladybugs to appear, as perhaps we were in the backyard or my wife was, the last thing you want is some one-eared tomcat and his low sperm count urine and turds in your happy garden. You really want those cats gone. You want to vote them out. Maybe I'm making a metaphor here to current political uh, rulers, but more importantly, this time, which was maybe about five or ten years ago, we had very few birds. We had very few small birds at this time. We had the large birds that could fight off the cat if they needed to. We had some grackles that would show up, or we certainly have some birds of prey in the neighborhood that are a delight. And we had blue jays. Certainly can't forget them. Love the blue jays. Blue Jays put up a good fight for themselves against the cats. No cat will fuck with a Blue Jay if they know what they're doing. But the cute small birds that sort of hop because they're so light, it's uh, the size of uh, a small ping pong. Birds like that we didn't really have. And the reason is these cats hunted everything and I think this made the small petite birds pretty sad. 
So we moved into this house, and it was very evident that the previous owner had not really fought the territorial instinct and pushing of the Tomcats. Again, maybe this speaks to a current political climate, but the cats outbullied any uh, resistance. And we noticed that uh, the first few months that we were here, these neighbor cats sat on our porch. These Tomcats thought this was still their vacation house. And I want to again say they lived next door. So this was like some Airbnb, our home, for them when they just wanted to get away from their actual home, went home over. Things got very personal when they sliced at our window screen one day, letting in mosquitoes, and they quarreled with our cats inside. My male cat, who's no longer here, lived a good life. He, uh, he had a thought to get in a fight with them from behind the glass one day. And he wasn't a fighter. He was a, uh, a smarter cat than that. He uh, certainly hissed at people, but he was not a fight, fighting cat. But such is the menace of an aggressive one-eared tomcat with low sperm count and his brother cat, a tabby with orange and gray patterning that just looks stupid. Both of these cats made all the other cats look bad with their quarreling and shit starting. So as much as I love cats and consider them far better than humans, it's good to realize that even cats have assholes. And these two outdoor cats were assholes. So I patched up our window screen, and I had to train my good cats inside not to respond to the other cats. With the neighbor being no help, they were kind of proud of their cats fucking with us, I investigated non-hostile methods to deter the neighbor's cats from trespassing into our yard. There's a lot of products out there. There is a uh, powerful sound tool called the Doberman that can send out a shrieking high decibel noise on motion detection. I kind of fantasized about getting one. Almost bought one of those, but the thought of it going off at 4 a.m. would probably turn the whole neighborhood against me, but I love the idea of it. But I mostly stuck with water balloons, and so I want to talk to you about water balloons. Water balloons are great for pesky, one-eared tomcats with low sperm count trying to take a shit in your butterfly garden. I never hit a cat with a water balloon. Instead, I'd startle a cat with something else and throw water balloons in front of them and behind them. So you want to throw a water balloon with two hands. And it takes a minute to learn this technique. But the thought was that there'd be no escape from endless exploding water bombs if they ever came into our backyard. The rules are simple. Always make a cat think you have a water balloon ready. Never hit them directly with the water balloon. Just make sure it splatters on a fence or on the ground. Make them think the chance of a water balloon is greater than the chance of no water balloon. Rule by fear of water balloon. This is the way to keep the neighbor's cat at bay. The noisemakers are fun to find what startles the cat the most. I had a Nerf gun that made a loud popping sound when you crack it back and forth, kind of like a gun. This can train the cat to fear the water balloon. I'd pop off the gun and throw the water balloons. I'd have both water balloons in one hand, pop off the gun in one motion, toss one water balloon into another hand, and then send both water balloons with my left and right hand in both directions of the cat scurrying. Cats don't know how to run and duck, and it's good psychological warfare. 
because you do not want to hurt a cat. They are noble creatures. But when they are beginning to attack your house or your territory, it needs to be settled. And you can battle them with sounds, popping toy guns, and water. I respected that these cats had been on the street for probably 15 years, and I wanted to acknowledge their territory. But then I started to think poorly of these two cats, because I got to know how truly despicable these two cats were. They were sinister. In particular, I was curious about the lizards. Why didn't we have any lizards? And then I found a few lizard heads. These fucking cats were eating the lizards and just spitting out their heads. What is going on with the Republican Party? I had to think. Why can't they just swallow the lizard heads? And then one day I saw one of them kill a squirrel. What was horrible was not the squirrel being killed, but the scream from the squirrel as it was being murdered. This was a sound I'd never heard from a squirrel. Squirrels are very quiet. They might chirp or make squirrel-like these kind of sounds. Sorry about my squirrel impression, but this actually sounded like a screaming infant in pain, and it seemed like the neighbor's cat was keeping this in suspended torture. He was not quickly killing the squirrel, he was enjoying himself. It was a terrible sound. And what's worse is another squirrel, who had clearly been the friend of this other squirrel, or maybe his brother, or maybe even his mate. There was another squirrel, this squirrel, who was watching from behind a rock and to see their fear and sadness on their face as they watched. Obviously, this was just an act of nature to see one cat kill a squirrel, but there was something very, very bizarrely narrative about this moment, particularly with the screaming squirrel and the other squirrel watching. And this other squirrel was so clearly frozen in sadness. It was truly a horror. This other squirrel was clearly seeing someone it knew get tortured to death by one of these damn cats. So after the day that the squirrel howled in pain, I was eager to see these cats off the street. Cue happier music, the, uh, the cats have been gone for a while. I believe they lived a good long life. And I want to say... I don't look back and think about the cats very often. I barely remember them, and it's useful to consider regarding politics. All things evil and menacing, unneutered tomcats and politicians included, do leave this world. For a few years, those two cats have been gone. I believe they died, and the neighbor retired and hangs out inside, and I never really talked to them either. And the cat's dominance on this part of the block kind of feels like an authoritarian regime that is no longer here for the smaller creatures. Ding dong, the predators are dead. And so small things have been appearing, or reappearing. Happier squirrels, chirping toads, and very small happy birds. And this is why I have a happy bird report today. My wife and I left the house for a walk earlier this week and right outside our house is a small bush-shaped tree right next to us. This tree is about four feet tall, tops, and no wider than a tubby human. Think about four or three feet total in surface area. Just small clusters of dense rubbery leaves, but a very small tree. When we walked out for our walk, we must have abruptly signaled some change of business in the tree, because very suddenly, 
four small brown birds flew out of it. The bird party report isn't on just four birds flying out of a tree. I want to say that then to my delight, 10 birds followed. And then it looked like about 15 after that. I mean, a cluster of sort of a circular cluster of birds just shooting out into the sky, and then 10 more. About 50 birds altogether in that small tree. And I would have loved to have seen them cluster together, talking and laughing inside the tree prior to us interrupting them. The private life of birds. It was a very sudden blast of happiness to see those birds fly out of the tree in a joyful, playful sprint. I don't even know if it was the maximum capacity of the tree, too, but it seemed like the happiest moment of the week, and I wanted to share it with you.